0: listening to the rainmaking podcast hosted by high stakes headhunter author and professional speaker Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. Our guest today is a creative individual that has come up with some concepts that I think are going to make a lot of sense for you regardless of the industry in which you work. As long as you're a strategic executive, this is something that's going to resonate with you. Our topic is talking about strategic narrative, a simple method that business leaders can use to help everyone understand their business, get behind it, and believe in it. And our guest is Guillaume Viatre. He wrote a book by that same name. And in fact, if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to see a link where you can download that for free. So make sure you check that out. Now, Guillaume is a sought-after expert by senior executives He guides CEOs, founders, and business owners to align teams and accelerate innovative adoption. He's a former big strategy consultant and has founded four ventures. After helping to save a 20 million euro venture during the dot-com boom, Guillaume went on a mission to turn every company into a source of inspiration that few can resist. If you're in the business of client development, this is one show that you definitely want to listen to. I think you're going to get some creative and innovative ideas from that. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's my guest, Guillaume Viatre, talking about strategic narrative. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is Guillaume Viatre. And today we're talking about strategic narrative, a simple method that business leaders can use to help everyone understand their businesses. Guillaume, thanks for joining me on the show today. Scott, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, this is great and I, I really like the fact that you are a strategic narrative consultant and when I see that I know it means something I'm not sure exactly what that is so tell us about that in terms of definitions what are we talking about when you say that phrase a strategic narrative
1: well it means first of all that I, that's what I specialize in and that was a conscious choice that I I made after over two decades of working you know as a consultant also with executives in predominantly projects such as very much related to change management. So merger and acquisitions, high-speed growth, product launches, geographical expansions. And throughout this career, I realized that one of the things that was probably very misunderstood and and essential is the idea of how you mobilize people. In my career, you can come at those situations by offering a technical solution, Mm -hmm. but very much so one side that is often overlooked is the adaptive solution that you bring to a situation, such so as like I'm going to take a, a murder, right? Right. You can say you can say, "Hey, I've got I've got a methodology, I've got a plan for this, and I can tell you it's going to take six months, and I can almost guarantee this is you know all the technical aspects will be closed." But how people adapt to a merger that's another challenge, and there is a lot of uncertainty. There is a this kind of open ended. And that's when you really need to think about what kind of narrative you are embarking uh, people uh, into. And so, I've worked on these aspects, kind of uncovering this, exploring this topic. And over the years, I've kind of forged a reputation and a name to be really uh, highly skilled on that on that focus.
0: Interesting. So this is something that really transcends different issues in different industries, anytime an organization is going through any sort of change, and it could be the change in terms of buying a service. Is that correct?
1: It's very correct. I I like that you're you're recognizing this, Scott, because most people hear the term narrative and story as the same, and they Mm -hmm. think it's a marketing thing and they go oh yeah that's that must be storytelling and therefore yeah that's our marketing person or department and they're good at that and so I'm going to let them you know say what the story is or hire an agency the tendency for most business leaders is that they want to delegate this they also associate this to an act of literature that's not what a strategic narrative is and a strategic narrative is really an act of leadership it's about aligning people. It's about knowing how to mobilize them and going through tough problems, complex, hairy problems with them and changing the way they look at something. So you're right, it could be internally, but it's it's very much externally. Say you have a new offering, something innovative that you've come up with and you want to launch it. You've got a technical solution to people's problem and you're the (laughs) expert at it. And so that's the invention part of innovation. Mm -hmm. But what if people don't adopt it? Like, how do you get to people recognizing that they need this? Often, you know, we think of change as something that people don't want to go through. We say, yeah, everybody hates change. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. I think we all want change. But what we fear and what we don't like is the loss of something. And when you have an innovative product or offering, you are excited about it because you know what it can do. But people may be a little bit uncomfortable with what it can do, maybe maybe fearful of losing, I don't know, some of their independence or their control, some of their status
0: because it's changing something in their in their environment. This is interesting. It's very nuanced what you do. And I could even see that what you do is the backbone of, let's even call it project management, where people have to go through some sort of an issue. They have to reach a goal together. It's interesting. Right. As you know, I recruit partners for big law firms. And I was talking with some of my colleagues who are on the client side. They're actually my clients. Yep. And they're talking about what they're doing. And I said, really, what you're doing is project management when you're coordinating and getting everything going. And, and even when we look at enterprise sales. If somebody's in enterprise sales or if they're a rainmaker, they're a client developer, they've got to really find out what that problem is that the client has and get their team on board and get the client's team on board before they sign the contract. So let me ask you this then. I can see that it's nuanced. I can see that it does hit on several key functions and transcends all industries. You said that narrative and story are not the same. What what do you mean by that exactly, Guillaume?
1: Yeah, so a story has typically a beginning, a middle, and an end. I'm going to make this very approachable, very simple for our our listeners here. Mm-hmm. And when you say, you know, when you say, what do we do with a story? We craft it and we tell it. And so it's almost a job of a, it's a job of a storyteller. And when we think about this, we think about somebody who writes well, or somebody who is eloquent, or has charisma, and can can really tell you something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And so. When in businesses, in business, you know the, the role and the important storytelling has been really proven now for for many years. And you're right, if you're in a sales cycle, you want to share, for example, previous clients' success stories, right? But the assumption is that a company has one story. I believe that a company has many stories. But what a company has, however, is one narrative. I define a narrative and a strategic narrative. As a system of stories that you intentionally build to mobilize people to participate in a new opportunity. So I want people to think about the system, actually, as a collection of very important stories that you've practiced, you've researched, you've aligned your team with, and you know how to use at the right time with the right person. Right, right. And it's, it's something that many people miss because when they think story, you know, stories, they, there are things that have happened in the past and they think, Oh yeah, to go there, I have to be this wonderful, greatest communicator ever. Kind of, that's kind of the myth there. So stories are closed ended. Narratives are open ended. We don't know how they end. And that's very powerful there because then what you do if, if you have this mindset is that you invite people to finish the narrative with you. Right. And so it's critical when you do, when you're in sales, what kind of space and room are you making for your client to participate in the value you're trying to create with them?
0: Interesting. So what are your examples that you've seen when somebody's in a sales environment, when you've worked with them? Tell me about how you've helped them to really build this system. And I like the fact that you said it's a system. When I hear system, that means it's a replicable model. That Absolutely, it doesn't depend. This. Yeah, it doesn't depend on someone's magnetic personality or anything else. I like that. So, so tell me some success stories of people that have gone through this in a business development environment. How they've really built these systems. So, one of my clients does network infrastructure.
1: So it's a B two B environment. They sell this very unique, actually, it's kind of a miracle technology to large retailer and multi site organizations who want to access their building in a safer and more efficient way. And so they're very, very technically. They're they're really like top of their game. They're really known for that, and they address uh, complex organizations, buyers, organizations. And the first, the first thing that we worked on obviously is a sales story. And the first thing they were going to do is talk about how great they are, their reputation, their their technologies. It was all about them, right? And they started with this as a there's a typical story loop. You know, we started this way, and this is what we developed. And look at our great credentials and all the success we have. And that didn't that didn't land very well with our customers, their buyers, because they they didn't see themselves into that story itself. So I helped them uh, do a couple of things. First of all, put their clients at the center of a narrative, not a story, but make make sure that these are Open ended examples that we bring to the table where they can see themselves and where we get to explore the change that this technology is going to trigger. And so, what that, what I was able to help them find out is that the implementing their technology was not just as black and white as they thought, but it required really understanding what kind of adaptation their clients needed to go through. And some of the examples we ran into is that, well, you know, typical things like, well great technology but some people felt threatened that they would lose their job that they oh, would lose yeah. you know they would lose visibility on on what they can control because the system is changing they could lose uh, status they could lose also loyalty which is a critical human element when you think about this like how do we connect we, we want to be loyal to something we want to be loyal to a, a belief system to a set of people a group and so we realized, i helped my client realize that their technology was fixing a technical problem, but also disrupting an organizational system with a change in values. And so... Let me ask I you, had
0: they, had they ever considered that before?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> they, not at all. They was, But they were they were open to listen to this and they knew that their sales cycle was going to be long. They knew that. They knew that they were going to go into a long conversations, but they didn't know exactly what to look for and how to organize and co-construct that narrative with the client. They didn't know what to do with all those stories. Yeah. I helped them build that. So their sales cycle is shorter. They're growing really well. And uh, most importantly, they are in a position where they can choose which client they want to work with.
0: So if somebody's hearing this and mm-hmm. they're trying to take it, well, how do I create the system? What are, are there any building blocks that you look at? For being able to create these systems, what's kind of the general framework that you use when uh, you're working with the client to really kind of help build the system?
1: So there are four dimensions, and I do have a framework that I have developed over the years called the Strategic Narrative Canvas that I work and that I I co-construct with my clients. And so at the center of the system is is you as a let's take our case here is your you as the as the rainmaker, right? <laughs> And so that system, I slice the system into four areas. The first one is going to be you with yourself and internally, how do you bring that narrative to life? How did you come and it goes it could go quite deep, you know, as, as far as why do you do the work that you do? Like what makes you excited about selling what you have to sell? What's your origin story? And I do that very much with companies where the founder is also the right maker. Right. right. Because the, you know, the company's been created by typically someone who saw a problem, ran into it and got motivated, excited to solve this problem and noticed that the solution he or she had was applicable to many people. So that's the first area is the origin part of that system. So you got to be able to tell a compelling story and make it relatable and invite your clients to add to that story. That's the first dimension. The second dimension is uh, more external, and it's it's about the opportunity. Keep in mind, I work with um, many companies who see themselves as drivers or vehicle for change. Mm-hmm. So that's the opportunity we're talking about: is where where are they taking their own clients into the future? So, I'm based in Seattle. We we have a lot many many companies, technology companies here, who are about climate change and new food processing ideas, I mean, you name it, bi- you know, biotechnologies, they're very forward thinking, very innovative, and they align their their actions towards things that are bigger than them. So you have to be able to to say that in an inspiring way, and also there, invite your client to see themselves in what they could do with you. The third dimension is called the perspective story. So, am I going too fast here? Scott? No, this is good. It's the pr- yeah.
0: perspective story. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. The perspective story. Perspective story is is really how you see the work that you do. You know, especially in B two B in the B two B world. I like to think of your perspective story as a great reason to disagree with your competition, and I, I think it's a chance to disagree with your competition. Say, you know, I see this work differently, and here is why. And here is based on my experience why I feel very strongly that XYZ, depending on the... on the In my case, you've heard my perspective. Stories and narratives are different. Who else says this in my market? Right. Probably no one or very few people. So I'm very strong about this and, and it helps me approach my work differently.
0: I like and, that. I like how you say it's a great reason to disagree with your competition. Instantly, I know exactly what you mean when you say that.
1: <laughs> okay, so that resonated, right? That's right. And so I, I love that. I mean, many of my clients want to kind of fit in. And when people ask them, you know, why are you so different? They try to differentiate with, with things that all of the competitors say they do. We're more customer service oriented or we are into collaboration. or I mean, every, everybody does that. It's right. not about how you do the work. It's more about how you defend And what needs to die in your industry? That's very important to define a perspective based on what you focus on, but what you also want to almost kill. (laughs) Right, right. And I've got some more questions about this, but what's the fourth dimension in the narrative canvas, Well, the fourth dimension is a product story. And it's usually the easiest for people to come up with because they know everything about their product. They could talk about it all day long. What I mean by product is either under that umbrella, I mean offer, service, experience, whatever business you're into, you may say my it's my service, my solution, my experience. Maybe it's a package, good a package product, whatever this might be. But in professional services, we talk about solution most of the time. So okay. product slash solution. And here, what I've noticed, Scott, is that even with the most experienced people, it's really sometimes tough to have them say very succinctly without being cute or clever, what is the solution? What's the benefit? What does it provide? And how can we get it? They need too much time for that. And it doesn't leave enough room, again, to mobilize their client into
0: you know, using it. Well, I like the strategic narrative canvas. Can we go over those four dimensions, you mentioned the first one is you start with you with yourself. Is that right? Yeah, I call this the origin dimension. Origin dimension. Then the other one is more external. It's the opportunity. Is that right? Yeah, it's external and collective. And collective. Okay, good. And that's when we bring our clients into it too. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You bring your client into a dimension that is bigger than than you. It's actually their, their world. And what's the what's the world is going to look like once you've helped them? Right? Maybe it's reduction in cost, it's healthier living, it's better work-life balance, it's higher quality of, of product development, whatever the
0: case is. Got it. And then I like the third dimension is the perspective story. That's a mm-hmm. great reason for you to disagree with your competition. I yep. see this differently and this is why. Mm-hmm. Then the fourth is the product story.
1: Yeah. This is great. What does it do
0: and how can I get it? So, let me ask you this then. When did you develop this? At what point in your career did you come up with some of these magnificent ways to explain this?
1: Oh gosh, it's a, so it's a long story. it's a really it's a gradual process. I'll just share a couple of kind of key moments in my process. I'll tell you my origin story. Mm-hmm. And my, my dimension. I was really compelled to go that route when I was helping a client in the energy space, and I was brought in. I was early in my career and I was brought in to deliver technical expertise. I happened to have knowledge around uh, purchasing systems, early 2000s. There was 2001, exactly. And I immediately noticed that the problem was not going to be just technical, but more importantly, how they align and how they work together as a, as a leadership team. So the first thing that I turned to was like, okay, how can we align people around maybe like a better story? And I had heard like, you need a story. So I researched the kind of most common frameworks that you have out there. And I noticed that most of them are just based on one one approach. It's called Joseph Scamble story arc, which is highly regarded and very much used in the movie industry. That's how many of the Hollywood movies are structured around. Right, There's a the hero's, hero's journey, world. right? Right, hero's journey. Yeah. And I practiced that for a while, and I always felt a little uncomfortable because I thought, this is really steering us to inauthentic stories. Mm-hmm. It's not inviting people. We are the storyteller. It's all the focus on us, the provider, and and we don't leave enough room for... Again, the people were mobilizing our clients, our teams, our community into what they want to achieve. So I started looking completely different, you know, in, com- in a completely different direction. And I found other ideas in the, the realm of philosophy. Don't ask me why philosophy. But <laughs> I said, the, the world, my and that has changed my worldview. And I, I'm like, okay, I looked, you know, I studied Chinese medicine. I mean, I'm really giving you kind of what was under the hood here right. to develop this holistic approach. And it's just a few years ago when I decided, okay, this is really what I've now noticed and I've tested. There are really always two things. It's internal versus external Collective versus individual, and I just drew two two axes, right? And that was my two by two, and I started testing it, and testing it, and testing it, and testing it until like I got enough data point. Like people are, were like, every single person, like, yeah, I see myself in this, and that's so helpful to have a map for what do I need to say when and
0: with who. This is so clarifying, and well, so. Guillaume- we've just touched the service and we're running out of time here, but you've already given us so much content and I want to learn more about you. Mm -hmm. But tell us this, if people want to kind of start on this journey of really coming up with the strategic narrative, painting our own Art on our own strategic narrative canvas, and I like the words that you use to really give that. It's very tangible, kinesthetic, descriptive way that I see it in my mind. Plus, I'm an artist, so I see it as a canvas. (laughs) Anyways, that's what artists use, right? That's right. That's right. And so, what are three action steps people can take to get started as we develop our own strategic narrative?
1: I will start with um who are the key stakeholders that they need to embark in their company or the business mission. So think about the again, I'm gonna repeat the those two axes, like internally within your firm, within your businesses. There is you, obviously. So that's one of them. But who are the the factions, right? The the groups within your firm, within your company, if it's a if it's a small company, it's gonna be fairly easy. If it's you know a few dozens, you start mapping out who are the people you need to embark on this. And externally, who are the clients you're seeking? What do they have in common? And what are they excited about? But what are they also fearful of losing? So step one, map out your stakeholders. Literally, visually, take a sheet of paper, draw those two axes, internal, external, collective, individual, and start mapping them out. You don't need me to do this. It's really basic stuff. The second thing you have to do is to say, okay, what am I currently telling to these people? What am I currently saying? So map out the key elements for each. So that's a, I'm going to say, leave it at that. I have a tool to help you that's coming up next. And the third step is to say, okay, now that I I say a lot of things, what room am I making with them? Where is the space they can play? What can they contribute to that narrative? So I'll stop there because if you want to know more, I have a free ebook on my website that you can
0: use. That's great. And let me ask you about that. Tell us about your offerings. Tell us about your book. Tell us about the services that you have that can help our listeners in really reaching these goals that you talk about.
1: Yeah, so just go simply type in strategicnarrative.com you know, strategic narrative, easy to remember.
0: Yeah. And we'll put that link on the show notes also. So if people don't remember that for whatever reason, we'll put it there anyway.
1: There you go. Yeah, there you go. And then, so you land on my company's website, my company's Helm, And so there you have a, a menu items called strategic narrative and, and download my free ebook. It's a short read. It's very, uh, it's it's illustrated. I even read it for you on a video. It takes 10 minutes.
0: Great. That's and fantastic.
1: It's loaded with key insights. And that's the first thing. My offer is I work predominantly with uh, business owners, founders, uh, CEOs, because I consider them as the owner and the the, the number one, most re- most importantly, responsible people for that narrative. I can work one on one. It's a fair chunk of my of my work, and then at some point I bring in their team because it's all a question of alignment. So if you don't have the same narrative, then
0: your companies go a thousand directions. Absolutely right. Well, Guillaume, thank you for being on the show. I'm going to have you back on here. You're a very interesting person. You've got some great ideas that I think can help people. So I look forward to going through some of the ideas that you mentioned, applying them to my own business. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast here in the future as a guest. Thank you, Guillaume.
1: I love that. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.